This is News Talk. And obviously Vladimir Zelensky's address to the Oireachtas yesterday dominating the front pages today. Photograph on the front of the Irish Examiner is of the Oireachtas on their feet, TDs and Senators, uh, after Vladimir Zelensky's speech to them yesterday morning. The Irish Examiner, how could anyone with a heart not cry? They sat in hushed silence, some holding their head in their hands, others with tears in their eyes as their president told Irish politicians about the horrors of war in their country. Strangers before last Saturday who now share a heartbreaking bond none ever wanted. This group of Ukrainian war refugees gathered in the Kingsley Hotel in Cork, their home for the next few weeks, to watch Vladimir Zelensky's historic speech to the Joint Houses of the Oireachtas. There's a lot of newspaper coverage of where Ukrainians in Ireland watched the speech yesterday and they obviously got quite emotional and never expected to be uh, in those circumstances. It wouldn't have even dawned on them that they'd ever be in a foreign country, let alone watching their president addressing politicians. The Irish Times, Miriam Lord, has given most of the front page to document what happened yesterday. She says Zelensky was not delivering a speech for the ages. He was on a mission to seek help for his country. The women from Ukraine sat in the public gallery directly above the Taoiseach Two months ago, they could never have imagined this day, but here they were, unexpected guests of the Irish Parliament, still trying to process the tragedy of their new reality. And when you talk about the new reality of Ukrainians in Ireland, the Irish Independent says that uh, the state's capacity to house Ukrainian refugees is nearing exhaustion, and there's a warning that a shortage of beds is anticipated by the end of this week, and as many as 10,000 people will have no accommodation at all by the end end of the month. This is according to a secret memo which ministers received yesterday uh, or on Tuesday. They were told that with an average of 580 refugees arriving every day into Ireland, about 5,000 extra beds will be needed by Easter to meet the demand. And by the way, that's on top of those beds found in hotels, B&Bs, guest houses, state facilities and from people who've pledged vacant homes and rooms. So despite all of that, there's still nowhere for 10,000 refugees coming into Ireland to go by the end of this month. So it looks like there's a big, big problem uh, coming down the tracks. Nick Henderson from the Irish Refugee Council will be on News Talk Breakfast this morning talking about that and also talking about that idea that do you pay people for their homes if they've a a holiday home or if they've a spare house, which a lot of people do, um, then should they be given 400 quid a month to put up Ukrainian refugees arriving into Ireland. Other big story in the papers is it's not going away, you know, the Dr Tony Houlihan new job in Trinity and who's paying his salary story. Uh, it's still on the front pages. The Irish Daily Mail, Donnelly left in dark on Houlihan. Health Minister Stephen Donnelly was not informed that Tony Houlihan was to take up a secondment funded by his department until two days ago. Uh, the Irish Daily Mail has been speaking to senior government sources who confirmed that Stephen Donnelly believed that Tony Houlihan was actually retiring from public service and taking up a job in Trinity on a full-time basis. And he was also not told until this week that Tony Houlihan's salary would be paid for by the Department of Health rather than Trinity College. And it would seem, now I don't know if civil servants will be thrown under the bus on this, but the sources seem to be saying that this was a decision made by the department And when you talk about by the department, I think a lot of people feel that means by 
the public servants, by the civil servants there. It's a story that's just not going away. You hear Sinn Féin calling for the health minister to clarify the situation there. Very, very sad story on the front of the Irish Sun. Uh, Cabby 66 killed by teeth up and tributes were paid last night to tragic taxi man Tony Rogers, very well-known taxi driver. He died suddenly while having dental treatment in Turkey. He'd gone to Istanbul for treatment on his teeth, but he passed away on Tuesday after an anaesthetic and a friend of the County County Louth taxi driver said this is a great shock and all very sudden. It's so sad. Everyone in Drogheda knew Tony. Uh, Indeed, a really, really sad story. The Irish Daily Mail says Ireland faces the threat of fuel forecourts running out of diesel in just two weeks. That's according to leading economist David McWilliams. Uh, He is warning that not only is oil going up, diesel's going up and there's a real threat diesel will run out in Western Europe over the course of the next two or three weeks or maybe before that. So uh, I don't know what David McWilliams' expertise are on fuel forecourts around the country, but he's certainly warning about it and he's watching the markets and he's watching oil very, very closely. And I have to say, driving up this morning, I did notice at some petrol stations the price of the pumps going up another cent or two and edging closer and closer to the two euro mark again. Well, one option for you would be to get on an electric scooter, but the warning this morning in the mail is that injury rates are higher on e-scooters than from riding motorbikes or bicycles. This is a study of hospital admissions. Uh, E-bikes are a more dangerous form of transport than driving a car or walking, and doctors are warning that the number of injuries is likely to grow globally as e-scooters become more popular. And even at half four in the morning, I'm seeing a lot of people going around the city and indeed Nace on e-scooters. So they are becoming very, very popular. But just be aware that they can be dangerous, as indeed can all modes of uh, transport there. Now, if you want to work from home, well, there's actually a warning. I mean, people think that working from home is great for the environment, less people commuting or whatever. But in the Daily Telegraph, we're told that if you let your employees work from home part-time, it actually harms the environment because it encourages them to live further away from the office. A study from the University of Sussex Business School found that most remote workers travelled further each week than office-based staff despite taking fewer trips. Employees who work from home once or twice a week travel an average of 100 miles compared with 63 miles for those who work from home less than once a year. Now, Ireland is the leading wordle-playing country in the world. That is in the mirror this morning. 13% of the population is Googling the game every month. I thought people had gone off wordle. I hadn't seen people sharing it on Twitter. Apparently not. Apparently the Irish love it. Ireland, followed by England. America has the most searches for wordle overall. So all these English-speaking countries love wordle. Apparently it's going from strength to strength. Final story for you. It comes uh, also from the Mirror this morning. And they've advice for you if you're trying to pick a winner in the Grand National this weekend. What you should do is you should look for a jockey wearing green silks riding a horse whose name begins with an R. A study of 173 races so far found horses sharing an initial with red rum have been most represented among the winners. Others would say stick a pin in the paper because with the Grand National it's just impossible to predict the winner. But there you go. If the jockey's wearing green and the horse's name begins with or, you could be on to a winner. Anyway, those are the stories making the headlines. 
on 106 to 108 FM and Newstalk.com. This, this is News Talk.